welcome back to the Later Day Podcast with your hosts, Brayden, Keaton, and Caden. This podcast is our answer to the everyday struggle of procrastinating our Come Follow Me studies. Whether you start your readings Monday morning or are listening to us on the way to church, we are happier here. We're just Yes, welcome here. back. Yes, it's been a couple weeks since we last uploaded on Christmas. Yeah, only We've kind of like just four weeks. Somewhere. Taking it easy. Yeah, Caden went on some nice vacation there. Braden, I know, spending some time with his family and, and me pretty much the same. Keaton so, also had uh, a little bit of a busy week last week. Yes, yeah. I had a child. Well, yeah, my, you were my spending time with your family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's been a fun week. Surprisingly, gotten a decent amount of sleep, though, so that's good. But yeah, so we're back at it. We're starting strong in this new year. And yeah, the yeah. year 2020 of our Lord. Yeah. <laughs> 2020 yeah. insert classic <laughs> hindsight is 2020 joke here. That's funny. I can see clearly. Uh, um, we're doing the Book of Mormon. Yeah, so finally. Excited. Finally. Yes. And so I know we said this revelation a lot was hard. throughout our recordings last year. That like, oh yeah, once it's the Book of Mormon, like it's going to be even better. And then we kind of dropped a ball on the first week because we missed the first lesson. Uh, but we promise yeah, be, we're geared fair, and ready to go for the rest yeah. of the year. <laughs> well, usually we record Sunday nights, and yeah, I had the baby at 4 o'clock p.m. last Sunday. So, yeah, there was no way that that episode was happening, and Caden was gone, so yeah. So no. And as much as you we guys really all like hearing ball, my I feel voice, like, it's, yeah. just not, <laughs> it's just not good on if its own. If anyone does like to hear Brayden for an hour... Yeah, you can just... He's actually going to start his own podcast. You can just go to my or other podcast. Or you can just call Brayden up. He's a little lonely. Just give him a yeah. ring on the phone. Yeah, New Year. I'll talk to you for an hour, no question. Yeah, slide into his DMs. He's, yeah. That's funny. He's got nothing else to do. Nothing else to do for the New Year. Um, We are going to try out a little bit of a new preparation method. Um, for these next, well, for the new year. Um, so hopefully the quality of our episodes will be reflected in that. And hopefully we can bring some um, some more quality material for you guys. Yeah, hopefully like the edification process is a little bit better. Um, we, we had been talking to a couple of our listeners um, in the past and uh, they just had some good insights that we hadn't necessarily thought about. And uh, Caden's right, like the stuff that we're thinking about doing now to help change that is uh, hopefully going to be a, a bit of a remedy to our past problems of not maybe going into as much uh, depth as we should be in some of the scriptures that we're given. So time to um, Yeah, we, we really just want to be more spiritually prepared. And so, yeah, part of that is that we all are going to go through the lesson together at least once mm-hmm. a week before we do the the episode, and I'm thinking we're thinking of just doing that right after we record. Yeah, because I think so. I think it just started sounding like the people, the same people we were complaining about that they'd come to class unprepared, and then you could tell the lesson was unprepared. I think maybe yeah. a few of the listeners who know us a little bit better could could hear that sometimes we just open our phones and then just go off for an hour, <laughs> kind of thing, which. <laughs> find something to rant about yeah so we'll get away from that that idea of doing it and uh luckily we have the book of mormon which is one of the best materials to uh prepare and read so yeah what a what a breath of fresh air really <laughs> yeah. like hey but I think uh, part it of just the... goes to show that like we are ready and willing to implement feedback so mm. if anybody does as always we're asking for feedback anything we can adapt or change 
uh, just let us know. Mm-hmm. We would love to hear what you have to hear and how we can make things better for, for you as an individual. Yeah, that's true. Well, shall Maybe. we, shall we dive in? Yeah. Let's hit it up. Let's go and do right. it. You guys. So we're covering first Nephi chapters one to seven in this episode. Mm-hmm. And the subtitle of this episode is I will go and do. Perfect. So we can all assume that everyone who's listening knows which prophet it is that's saying this, but yes, it is Nephi. And uh, one of the favorite things I think everyone enjoys about Nephi is just his commitment to the Lord and uh, his father, like his uh, father Lehi. And so in these first couple uh, headings that we are given here, um, it actually goes into a bit of, you know, it's, it's uncommon for the scriptures to show a family's struggles in trying to follow the commandments. Normally it's like uh, with the New Testament last year, we were getting a lot of like the apostle um, giving direction or giving certain letters to the people or the congregation of the church. And now we're actually going into a bit of a narrative with the Book of Mormon where we're getting to follow the journey of this family and their hardships and how it directly, like how God's dealings with them directly affects the members of their family. Um, and so, Yeah, it is yeah. fun because, I mean... Nephi does suffer from it a little bit. He he does paint himself in a perfect way, I would say. Um, but it is nice to hear more of a story. It it's kind of a little bit Old Testamenty in that way, where it goes through more of like a a story and chronological. Yeah, kind definitely. Of thing. Like the first couple of books of the Old Testament. Well, Old Testament. Yeah, and inst- instead of just you know epistle here, epistle there admonitions and chastisement left right and center i mean don't get me wrong that's in the book of mormon for sure we love it we love it (laughs) but yeah so it does follow the the story of this family and kind of how they start a whole nation and that's where we're starting out um yeah so i I just something you said kate and you were talking about how nephi kind of paints himself as a perfect picture and i think to a degree that's true but i also think that he's He's kind of like, as far as prophets who say humble things too, he feels like one of the most humble prophets as well, except for maybe like Alma the Younger. And I guess Jesus, of course, too. No, but. I, you're right. But I he, I always liked Nephi growing up. But as mm. I get older and make more mistakes, he's harder for me to relate to just because Interesting. I relate very easily to like Paul and Alma the Younger um because they were bad. Not that I'm a bad You're person, a bad boy. but Caden's you know, a bad boy. You hear, you hear that they were disobedient. They, yeah. you know, they had struggles. They had struggles that were more than just. Um, I think it's. I didn't Nephi follow. Four, uh, isn't it? I didn't follow a spiritual prompting one time, mm-hmm. and like Jonah, for example, I relate to Jonah. He was a prophet of God. He was called and appointed to lead the people. And guess what? He still made mistakes. He chose not to go to, where was it, Nineveh? And he got eaten by a whale. Guess what? That is relatable to me because I have promptings that I don't always act on. Slash, maybe I'm not even in tune to hear the promptings. But I I don't know. I feel like I, when I was a kid, I really looked up to Nephi because it was like who I wanted to become. And as an adult, I don't relate so much because he's almost just like 
god status. He's so good. Yeah, he's he's yeah, I feel S-tier. like it's, it's probably interesting. Yeah, S tier. It's interesting just because because he wrote it in first person. Like he probably yeah just kind of left out some of those details, whereas Jonah just kind of got bagged by whoever wrote it down. <laughs> like yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's a good way to look at I it. Mean, I don't, I don't think Jonah would write that story about himself, right? Well, but maybe I would. He would. I, don't I don't know. know maybe in the book of Lehi that we don't have, uh, yeah. maybe Lehi like chastises on Nephi, Nephi a little bit. He's like, yeah. I told Nephi to just go get the plates, and it took him like four days. <laughs> yeah. and like he just wouldn't come. They back. killed a guy. <laughs> He came back with a bunch of bruises. Yeah. It looked like someone beat him with a rod. Like, how hard can it yeah, be? Seriously. They killed a guy and brought a, a, another dude back. I mean, all I wanted was the book. Yeah. It wasn't that And we got to so give more resources for this other guy. Complications this guy. with this kid. <laughs> and then we had to go and find him a wife, and that's just one less wife for me. Because we all do know that Lehi murmured. He's a murmurer, for sure. He did murmur. <laughs> they all murmured. <laughs> so... We'll get into it here. That's true. That's true. They all murmured a little bit. So we'll get into it here. And we're we're no better than that. That's for sure. Oh, I murmur every day. Every Every day. day. I think murmuring is just a part of the younger generation. (laughs) But we did a little bit of um, a spoiler there. So I guess starting with the Book of Mormon. um, Yeah. Spoiler alert for First Nephi 1 to 6. So... In the first chapter, in the first six chapters, they talk about the sacred books or sacred records, which um, Lehi ends up sending Nephi to go get. Um, Yeah, and they talk more about this in other, like in Alma, they talk again about the importance of the scriptures. But it's cool in 1 Nephi 5.21, it says, And we had obtained the records which the Lord had commanded us, and searched them and found that they were desirable. Yea, even of great worth unto us, insomuch that we could preserve the commandments of the Lord unto our children. So yeah, just the reason for them to have them is to keep keeping the commandments and to pass that down. You know, it yeah. Wasn't so just those something those um, virtues and what like yeah. those weren't lost among their children because uh, they're obviously gonna they're thinking generations in advance, having a written yeah. record. Yeah. Exactly, well, having I mean, yeah, something that can't be changed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so that's really cool. And that is absolutely desirable. Like, I don't want my generation going forward to, like, well, sorry, my children going forward from uh, me, I guess, to not live up to the same standards I was trying to live up to. Obviously, I'm open to whatever, but I I, I have that vision of what I'd like my posterity to be like, right? So, yeah, it's better to know that they've and got these at, rules. At the end of this little section, it, it links to a video called Scripture's Legacy. If you haven't seen this video, it's pretty dang awesome. It's like the first video they've made that kind of um, was an interpretation of parts of the Book of Mormon. So they have like Alma the Younger and uh, uh, who is that? One of the one of the bad dudes in the Book of Mormon that Alma the Younger like makes mute. I can't remember what his name is. It's oh. like Korahor or Corianton or one of those. Um, but yeah, it's super well done. And then there's other parts to it as well. And there's like little cameos from little Mormon celebrities. But still, yeah, it's cool. Definitely check that out. Very well done. Yeah, the uh, the Come Follow Me information or resources that we have this year are significantly cooler than they were last year. The videos are embedded right in there. Yeah, that's really. a fun thing to do. 
as well as um, the fact that you can read the chapter and watch the video that came out for that uh, week, right? Because I think they're doing it every Friday as they release a video. Well, there are like three little videos. One, two, yeah, three videos embedded into this lesson. Four videos, which is dope. Cool. Yeah, that's great. So, I mean, I'm going to encourage everybody to, to watch those and to use the Come Follow Me resources, um, but not encourage you too hard because I don't want to become obsolete with this podcast. Yes. We don't want to just corner ourselves into being the lame part of your week. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that that's where our listener count went. We inspired people to start doing their own come follow me. And so they stopped listening to the podcast. True. <laughs> True. Which is all we can ask for. But also, be it. don't go. Don't oh, go. My goodness. Um, okay. So that's a cool first heading uh, there. We end on um, like th- what they got was very desirable. It had great worth. And. It was what they wanted to keep around. So then the next heading, the Book of Mormon testifies of Jesus Christ. And so this, unfortunately, we didn't get to talk about in the last episode because we didn't cover the introduction. But just a quick synopsis here. The true purpose of this uh, that's stated in the title page of the Book of Mormon is to convince all that Jesus is the Christ. The Book of Mormon opens with uh, Lehi's remarkable vision of the Savior, which is excellent because right from the very beginning of the Book of Mormon, you get to see who we're dealing with for these people, like who it is, like how they see God um, and how uh, they're going to be able to have a relationship with him throughout their journey and kind of what his works are going to become. Okay, well, that's also like this heading is one of the primary reasons for the Book of Mormon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, missionaries use that. You, you could draw so many lines through an individual dot on a piece of paper but if you have two dots there's only one line that connects the two so we have two testaments of jesus christ it's easier to to know what was being taught it's easier to understand the doctrine and everything that's in both sets of scriptures because same god same person teaching both places yeah this way you can't say like well he said this here and then he said a different thing here. It's, well, he said this here. You just and cross-reference yeah, you cross-reference it. it. And that's actually one of the best activities to do while studying is cross-referencing. It can be a lot of work, but it's very fulfilling. I mean, it's way less work now than it ever has been. <laughs> yeah, hyperlinks. Yeah, <laughs> quite, yeah, seriously. All with the click of a button or the tap of the screen. Well, because, yeah, I know in the past, I think there's been copies of the Book of Mormon that, like, they kind of just clip in or on the side of the page or at the bottom of the page, they have the actual verse that it's referencing from the Bible and whatnot. But yeah, now with the hyperlink, it's like, it's even easier. Right. It's cool. It's great and marvelous. Kind of like the works that Christ has. Yes. They are right. great worth. Um, so then the next section is First Nephi chapter 2. And it says that when I seek and trust the Lord, he can soften my heart. Um, so it's talking about how Laman and Lima, Laman and Lemai, <laughs> Laman, Lemuel, and Nephi grew up in the same family, obviously. Um, but the way that they kind of end up is significantly different. And um, it has to do with 
being receptive to the spirit and having a, a softened heart versus being a hardened or versus having a hardened heart. And like, how relatable is that? Hey, like there is so many families in the church where that's the case. Great parents and just not every kid sticks with it just because just the way that it is. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like Levi or Levi. See, yeah, there's me. I'm doing it just like. Jeez. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we're having strokes over here. Um, Lehi was like legitimately a prophet who had a vision, and Laman and Lemuel obviously obviously saw lots of angels and stuff. And yeah, still they just they couldn't care less. And, eventually, and, and actually, yeah. Laman and Lemuel are kind of a it. It's not meant to be this way, but it's kind of a cool contrast in that again we. We skipped the introduction of the Book of Mormon, but in there it is, it's included in it are the testimonies of the three witnesses and the testimonies of the eight witnesses. And Keaton, you bringing up the fact that Laman and Lemuel, they did in fact see, like, they had angelic visitations around Nephi. And like, like, they had time and time again, they had all these opportunities where they see like, wow, the Lord's hand is truly here. It's working in our lives. It's, it's here, it's here, it's here. Um, same with uh, the testimony of the three witnesses. Like an angel came down, mm-hmm. visited them, showed them these are the plates. Joseph Smith is the prophet. Like this, he said this is translated correctly. Like these are this is the word of God. Um, all three of them left the church, right? Yeah. But and they, same with a lot it, of the eight exactly. witnesses too. But like they had these visitations, so it's not just like, oh, how could those two do it? Like you have all these people that they clearly know of a surety that this is a thing. This is real. This is. Uh, God's plan for them. This is his work. His, this is his great and marvelous work. But for some reason, they can't catch it. Like they just can't hold on to it enough. Or there's there's just something there that's holding them back, that's pulling them away. It could be jealousy. It could be uh, many different things. Um, and something that's cool about the Book of Mormon videos that we get that uh, my grandpa actually um, pointed out to me is like you finally get a like. It's they sort of humanize Laman and Lemuel for all the readers, because yeah, for a long time we've never do. been able to see Laman and Lemuel's uh, faces and how they acted towards their father or like reacted towards some of the things their father was doing when he was either uh, beseeching them to do something or you know giving them flack for something they've done. Uh, like we've always kind of it's always been left up to our imagination and we've always painted them as evil. Nephi's good. Sam's you know good neutral good, good neutral, neutral kind of thing. no no he's like, good he's, he's good. good he's very good but like it's it's very evil brothers good brothers kind of thing and here in the videos you get to see like it does affect them like it's you see it in their their faces like they don't want their yeah, father they, to hate them they don't want like they don't want this necessarily but it's also oh they're like, very natural men. yeah they're, they're like, hurt there's they're hurt how there. probably most of us would react mm-hmm. if our dad was like hey we're gonna leave our house and all of our riches and like, of course we'd be mad. I call my dad crazy for even things that are way less than that. <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 cool, I think. And uh, I'm glad my grandpa made that uh, point out to me. Because, like, it, it's true. It humanizes those characters for you. Um, and it's not necessarily bad to start out in the layman or lemuel position. Because I think Caden had even said it before. Like, uh, they've we're going to learn about instances in the Book of Mormon where they go out with Nephi and uh, they're given teaching moments and they receive those and they're good for a term or they're good for a spell kind of thing. And uh, it's exciting to see what, what happens to the brothers of the, this family. 
Um, well, and it, it's the start of the beginning of a big lesson in the Book of Mormon, which is the pride cycle, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Like, it's it's the start of that, and their pride cycle is so fast. <laughs> but I think that it also goes... You're right. Um, but I think it also goes and and kind of gives us a little bit more to draw on for, like... Um, the prodigal son, right? Because Laman and Lemuel continually turn away from the gospel, turn away from, um, yeah, like obedience and commandments and following Nephi and and Lehi's direction. But every time they do good and they start listening, like it's not like they that Nephi and Lehi are holding their past actions against them. Yeah, they're not like, oh, well, you didn't listen two weeks ago, so you're not welcome to participate or whatever no like as soon as they decide oh no we're gonna start being obedient and doing what we need to do boom leahona starts working spoilers um yeah. <laughs> or whatever it may be right like yeah it's a, it's always open just arms. like the prodigal like son kind of as soon as arms. you turn towards christ you're welcomed back like forgiveness is always always there when well, and, and this is, i guess is a spoiler too but lehi does say that like no matter what because because of who Laman and Lemuel are and their relation to Lehi, like God would give them another chance. He says that before he dies. And in the videos, it's really cool to see them kind of react to that, react to that other chance, you know? So yeah, no, it's true. It's very true. Yeah. It's a special, it's a special bond. Um, and, and that's another one of the tropes of the book of Mormon is a lot of it is, um, fathers like Keaton just kind of hinted at this. A lot of it is, fathers giving final counsel to their posterity or their families and uh it's really cool some of the counsels that we receive from the book of mormon you think wow like if like you know if it ever comes to the fact that hey i've got to put some wisdom out on my my kids or my family i'd love to for it to be received the same way it is here or at least to be conveyed. right but despite what lehi says and despite you know um, the prodigal, the lesson in the prodigal son, where repentance is a thing, um, in second or in First Nephi chapter two, um, there's a verse that says, "And inasmuch as thy brethren shall rebel against thee, they shall be cut off from the presence of the Lord." So yes, every time they repent, every time they follow, they are welcomed back into the presence of the Lord. They are receiving those blessings and counsel and you know, all the things that pile on with obedience. But as soon as they rebel, um, they're they're cut off from the presence of the Lord. And Nephi hears that. Um, what is this? Yeah, this is the Lord giving direction to Nephi. And so Nephi hears that, and it's definitely foreshadowing um, for the rest of the story. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's funny because they kind of make us glaze over Nephi 2, but there's a ton of great scriptures in Nephi 2. Oh, Nephi uh, 2 like lays out the whole beginning <laughs> of the Book of Mormon, basically. Yeah, you, you can read that and yeah, that can feed you spiritually for months. No, just kidding. But obviously we're encouraged to read along with the um, Come Follow Me. And it's kind of nice that it is the Book of Mormon because of that. But yeah. Second Nephi two is worth some good studying, or First Nephi two is worth some good studying. Second Nephi two, I think, is also good. Yeah, and well, it's in the Book of Mormon. I'm sure it's Dees. Yeah, point to a random page. I'm sure <laughs> just, just pick. I think there's a game like that, isn't there? But yeah, where you po- flip to a random page and have to guess. And you kind of yeah. like 
guess, or or you just read there and you'll feel the read spirit until or something. You find something. Read it until you like, yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Um, I think it's a challenge more less rather than a game. But uh, as you read, okay, cool. So I kind of want to move on to the next one because I know we said we're glazing over chapter two here, but in chapter three, there's a couple of verses here that I want to kind of read that help us better understand what you would read in chapter two as far as um, the Lord's commanding, like the the relationship between Nephi and the Savior that's built up here. That's like kind of yeah. alluded to. And um, the, it's actually in here, but it's one of my favorite scriptures from the, like the entire book of Nephi anyways. And it is first uh, Nephi three, five. And it's, and now behold thy brothers murmur saying it is a hard thing, which I have required of them, but behold, I have not required it of them, but it is a commandment of the Lord. And um, this is just really cool because it's counsel coming from um, Lehi that is saying like, hey, listen, it's one thing for me to command you as your father to do something, but it's an entirely different thing um, for the Lord to command it. And though what I command may sound like a hard thing, if the Lord commands it, will commands it, I guarantee it's going to sound less difficult. Or at least your drive or your outlook on the commandment is going to be completely different. Like if my dad went and said, I have to like go shovel the driveway after it's been like blizzarding or something, like there might be some slight murmuring uh, on my part because I'm like, oh man, dad, do I have to like right now? But if like it was coming from like the Lord or something and it was like, <laughs> it's like in a completely different context, I guess, of him being like the Lord, I know my relationship and what I'm supposed to do for him. And like, I, I think it can be taken in a different way. And, um, maybe that's just cause of the type of son I am, <laughs> but, <laughs> but hopefully that doesn't speak too many volumes about me. Oh, it does. Oh, it does. It does. <laughs> Sorry. Hate to break Grant, it to you. That being said, I would shovel the driveway for my dad. <laughs> yeah. Haven't you ever heard of the commandment, honor thy father and thy mother? Yeah, Jeez, that's Brady. true. That's true. But that's not the parents giving it to me. That's the. <laughs> but you see what um, I mean. Yeah, I think I was even thinking as you were talking. I was thinking of today, like it was Fast Sunday, and I was just so tempted earlier on today to you know you break that fast a little bit early, you know, and I just I was the thought kind of came to my mind like no come on you're in a like you're an adult you can do this like this is what's your faith all about. Like, is this really you just doing it because you feel like you're supposed to? Or are you actually trying to exercise faith? Right. And make a sacrifice. And so I kept going. But, yeah, it was just interesting that, yeah, I've fasted a lot of times at this point, And still, you know, it's hard. And it makes you want to, you know, say, oh, no one's looking. I can sneak a piece of cheese or something. That's my go-to snack is cheese. Well, and, and so even with um, fasting, like that's, a, cheese. Mm. that's a commandment that could come from your doctor, right? Like, oh, you need to fast before like a surgery or something. Yeah. But like, I mean, if my dad were to say like, hey, just don't eat for the next, like, like <laughs> and you just skip these next couple of meals. I'd be like, uh, are you kidding? Like, what are you talking about? Um, but yeah, it coming from the Lord, it, it's completely different. And, uh. Another, but if your dad yeah. said like, "Hey, I'll solve this problem for you if you don't eat for a day," I feel like that is kind of compelling too. That's fair. Yeah, that's true. Though at the same time, like, yeah, with the Lord, we're even exercising more faith because we don't know exactly what we're and, and what's going to come to pass. With that being said, Keaton, I think we can read uh, the verse that the title of this uh, chapter of uh, "Come Follow Dibs. Me." 
Ghoster, do you want to read it, Caden? Uh, of course. Um, <clears throat> and it came to pass that I, Nephi, said unto my father, I will go and do the things which the Lord hath commanded. For I know that the Lord giveth no commandments unto the children of men, save he shall prepare a way for them that they may accomplish the thing which he commandeth them. Boom. Boom. That's like, yeah, mic drop, fist pump scripture. (laughs) One of my favorite verses. That's like the freeze frame, jump in the air, end movie of all scriptures. And I'm going to read another (laughs) verse. Um, Is that, so that really was, that what was comes to Nephi. your head, Brayden, when you read that Just verse, Nephi you, with you his yeah, high like school a, musical? Like a, jump, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like a high school musical. <laughs> Freeze like, frame. Like jump pick. Jump shot. Um, so that's First oh, Nephi 3.7. I'm going to read Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Ooh, beautiful. Because um, First Nephi 3.7 was one of my favorite verses growing up. Um obviously because it's super cool and there's a primary song that's pretty awesome um brayden will sample that for you yeah, at the end of this time. episode <laughs> and then uh on my mission i discovered this other one which quickly became a new favorite because it's similar um but it was a little bit more um kind of breaks it down a little bit more so proverbs 3 5 and 6 says trust in the lord with all thine heart with all thine heart <laughs> And lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Um, That was, I don't know, it kind of gives like the why, or like the how Nephi was able to just say, I will go and do, right? Nephi understood what was being taught in Proverbs here. um, And he knew that, you know, no matter what the Lord commands us to do, if he gives a commandment, he'll provide a way that we can accomplish it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that's what helps me make my decisions as well. It's like I know that if it's coming understanding from... Understanding Proverbs? Well, no, sorry. No, just like the understanding the fact that if the Lord commands you to do something, like he will provide a way um, for you to um, do it, right? Like he'll, he'll provide the means necessary for you to be able to accomplish whatever it is that he asks of you. And on top of that, he'll give you the blessings that come from it, which is nicer than he has to like it's it's more than he has to give us like he doesn't necessarily have to give us blessings because he's the lord but because he's such a beloved and just wonderful person wonderful god um we get those blessings on top of uh the the learning (laughs) and the experience that comes from doing those commandments well and the next heading actually ties really well into what you're just saying right there brayden it says, um, remembering the works of God can give me the faith to obey his commandments. Um, you know through your life's experience that as you were obedient, um, you learned how to trust in the Lord with all thine heart, right? You learned not to lean into your own understanding, and you learned that as you follow the commandments, God will direct your paths. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you remember those those moments of education where the lord taught you and showed you something you can rely on those moments um and they'll give you faith to rely on the lord you know when you get a a harder commandment or you get a a calling that seems a little bit out of your um skill set right you're uncomfortable or whatever you can rely on those moments to know hey god is commanding commanding me to do this that means just like i've seen in my life just as i've read in the in the scriptures when i get a commandment He's going to help me get it done. Case in point. 
or he, or he's going to make this a beneficial experience either in just the way that you grow from it or maybe blessings that you receive. But yeah, I, I think you're touching on something good where it's like, it's not about what you get out of it. It's just about that he loves you and you love him back. And so both are willing to do it. I guess mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Both, both parties willing, you can, you can get it done. And, and like, there's a mm-hmm. lot of things, um, what am I trying to say? There's a lot of things that the Lord will command that sometimes you may feel uneasy with. Um, especially in the first couple of chapters here in chapter four, there's a decision on the Lord's part that isn't necessarily easy to stomach for a, a person as good as Nephi, as righteous as Nephi, um, and as loving and kind as Nephi, I guess, and that he is instructed to um, kill, kill Laban, right? Like he's instructed to end Laban's life so that his family and everyone who's going to follow after can grow up and can, and, can have yeah, the can have the scriptures they can grow up with all these teachings and they they'll have these records at their disposal um and that's probably not an easy thing for the lord to do either uh but it it, it kind of goes into what you were just saying uh in that last little bit there is that lean not unto thine own understanding right like it's it it can become easier to understand after we see the lord's hand and everything and sometimes you won't see that hand until after the fact or until immediately before you're supposed to make that decision and it can be right it can be a bit of a trial and it can be testing but um that's part of what makes following the lord so exciting (laughs) like it's part of what makes being a member of the church fascinating as well as a lot of people can see the commitment and like the just it's 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 there in in most members I'd like to say. Well, and even then, so Nephi has to kill Laban, um, but then it it goes when Nephi is deciding to go back to Jerusalem or whatever. Just some of the encouragement that he gives his brothers is pretty awesome. Um, that's yeah. the beginning of chapter four. Mm-hmm. Uh, just an example, he says, uh, Let us be faithful in keeping the commandments of the Lord, for behold, he is mightier than all the earth. Why not mightier than Laban and his fifty, or even than his tens and thousands? Therefore, let us go up, let us be strong like unto Moses, for he truly spake unto the waters of the Red Sea, and they divided hither and thither. Like, oh, Nephi's cool, man. I'm yeah, I'd, so I'd follow, doing the book yeah, of I'd follow him into combat, for sure. For sure. Um... I'm I'm happy as well. <laughs> like I I I love the the stories here. Um and it, well, and, and but like those those beginning verses too are where Nephi calls them out for seeing an angel and then says mm-hmm. wherefore can ye doubt? Like how and yeah, we we've talked about this a little bit earlier, but we we totally do. Like we doubt so much. And it's okay. Like it's it's part of being human and part of No, I just said part of being human. That's what it is. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it's hard to avoid that. Like we could have crazy spiritual experiences and still doubt the next day, which is Mm -hmm. wild. So frustrating, man. Yeah. But it's true. Um, honestly, and that brings us to the end of the lesson. Um, quick though, I want to talk about something. I, I didn't think about this until just now. I'm thinking about Zoram. Um, the slave 
like the servant of Laban. And yeah, yeah. Uh, we were just talking about how like Nephi had to kill Laban, right? So he's had to make go and make this decision now as, you know, a young man. They're super tired. Like you, we've talked about how they had to travel into the wilderness. They had to go back into the Jerusalem. And then they traveled after their first attempt failed. They traveled back a little bit. And then they went back to Jerusalem, right? Like multiple times. So like they're tired. All this stuff is going on. Nephi has to make this crazy decision to end a man's life um, with the blessing of the Lord. Doesn't he climb over the wall into the city? He just follows the spirit. He doesn't necessarily think he's just being led by the spirit and he knows the spirit will take him where he needs to go. Um, and, uh, he's, he's leaving the city and he's got this servant of Laban who knows Laban. Um, there's some spiritual trickery going on there where he's perceiving Nephi as Laban without any cause of disbelief, which is kind of cool. And then when Zoram figures out that, holy crap, this isn't Laban, this is, you know, someone and his brothers who they just killed my master obviously that's why he's wearing these clothes like he could probably put two and two together um nephi's had to make a decision to kill someone before for the safety of these plates and when zoram leaves he like he tries to run away uh nephi makes a point of saying like i've being a man of large stature and having received much strength from the lord like he seizes him but he doesn't like harm him at all he just tries to talk yeah, to him and he tries to like convert him to the idea of the Lord has a plan for his people and that Zoram should be one of them. Like how crazy is that to think like he just went from having to like having been told that someone needs yeah, to he die. He just killed one yeah, guy. Why wouldn't he just to, to save the place? Right? There's no way there's no way he would have uh, like known that Zoram wouldn't just go back to Jerusalem and inform all the guards and send a search party or something after the family of Lehi. And, and then, then the story would have mm-hmm. ended right there. Like he has so much faith and trust in humanity, I guess, I, like not necessarily like in humanity, but like just trust in the children of the Lord and the Lord's plan that he can, you know, seize someone and convert them to this idea or get them to follow him just a little bit more just to experience, um, you know, some of the blessings that come along with uh, following the commandments. Yeah. So it's not like a crazy, there's crazy a, thing, but I just thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, I was looking into it, and uh, there's a quote from Orson. Uh, which Orson is it? Is it Orson, Orson Pratt from like 1867? And essentially he just talks about how really the Lord was again showing how good of a planner he is because the Lord knew there was five daughters of Ishmael. Mm-hmm. Right, and so it's like, well, then we they get needed to have another male in order to to yeah have them paired up. So, I just found that yeah interesting that that's that's how that works. But and that's it's kind of conjecture, even if he is, um, I think he is an apostle. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, it's just an interesting thought about yeah God just had it all planned out from the beginning, and Zoram was right right place right time and probably prepared from his whole life to take part of this. Too. It's almost like each of the children of God are like hand selected to be in the place and time that they're at, you know, like I was like, hmm. it's almost Weird. as if we were born to be each other's friends and help each other out through this. Huh? Interesting. What a wild, what a wild, mm, what a wild thing. <laughs> cool. Just to, to speak more on Zoram too is in the videos, the actor who does Zoram does a good job at just being like, clearly this just nice, humble dude 
like I don't think he has any dialogue except for when he does leave Jerusalem. But still, like for the rest of the time that he's on camera, he just yeah does such a good job. <laughs> he's not a Chad. He's a. He's a, no, he's no, he's not. That's awesome. But yeah, I just again yeah think that these videos, although they're like there's moments that are for sure corny because you know they're reading scriptures. There's only so much freedom they can have from the source exactly. material. <laughs> But yeah, but they the actors do a really good job at at playing these characters. So yeah, awesome, cool. you guys. But yeah, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, is there anything else we wanted to close off on? I I know I have a few more thoughts, but nothing that's too pertinent. Um, I guess for me, it's it's more of just another plore. Uh, to like hopefully like with especially starting with this episode, like if we can get a get some feedback as to what you guys thought of how we handled ourselves with this one, as far as like. Oh yeah, they read a lot more scriptures. They talked a little bit more about the narrative. Like I, I'm really curious to know what works for you as listeners. I guess like what's the easiest thing for you to kind of go along with and follow along in a spiritual manner, but at the same time enjoying yourself and not necessarily um, wanting to turn it off. If that makes sense. So I'd love to yeah, hear really, a lot Braden, of feedback. Braden just wants people to talk to. Really, so. <laughs> no, I just I just want it's... feedback, right? Like, I, I, yeah. I want to make sure that what we're doing is well-received and that it's being yeah, well-received no, totally. because we're doing our part in this two-part podcast kind of thing. We're trying to do our part. Yeah, yeah. trying to do our part. Caden, yeah. anything? No, I'm very satisfied with this episode. All right. Well, thanks again for listening and sharing the podcast. Don't forget to like and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And thanks again to Lucky Bandit, Spencer Rolfson, for the hot music. See you guys next week. Love you. See ya. Bye.